Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 Arise, be bright, for come hath thy light, and the honor of Jehovah hath risen on thee. This is talking about the light of God's kingdom in Jerusalem. Again, all of these chapters have been about Persia liberating Jerusalem from Babylon, but even more so, these are about the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. And I think this one also speaks of his first coming in a mortal body. 2. For lo, the darkness doth cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, and on thee rise doth Jehovah, and his honor on thee is seen. The people were in darkness because they didn't know who their Messiah was, and they didn't understand the commands of the Lord, because they weren't being taught properly. But then Jesus came to teach us the true word of God. 3. And come have nations to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. When Jesus was two years old, wise men came to see him in Bethlehem. 4. Lift up round about thine eyes and see, all of them have been gathered. They have come to thee, thy sons from afar do come, and thy daughters on the side are supported. This also can be talking about the millennial reign of Christ as well. It's saying that people from afar off will return to Jerusalem. That happened when they rebuilt the temple under King Cyrus, the Persian, but it's also going to happen when Jesus returns to Jerusalem to reign. 5. Then thou seest, and hast become bright, and thine heart hath been afraid and enlarged. For turn unto thee doth the multitude of the sea, the forces of nations do come to thee. In the millennial reign the nations will come to Israel because they will see that God is there. 6. A company of camels covereth thee, dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all of them from Sheba do come, gold and frankincense they bear, and of the praises of Jehovah they proclaim the tidings. This is a perfect prophecy of the wise men visiting Jesus in Bethlehem when he was two years old. They came on camels and they brought gold and frankincense. But it's also a prophecy of all of the nations coming to honor the Lord Jesus with gold and frankincense during the millennial reign. 7. All the flock of Kedar are gathered to thee. The rams of Nebaioth do serve thee. They ascend for acceptance mine altar, and the house of my beauty I beautify. The house of his beauty is the temple. His temple was beautified during Cyrus's time, when it was rebuilt. Cyrus was not a king of Judah or Israel. He was the king of Persia. But he loved the Lord, and he caused the temple to be rebuilt. 8. Who are these? As a thick cloud they fly, and as doves unto their windows. 9. Surely for me isles do wait, and ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, to the name of Jehovah thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath beautified thee. The Lord beautified Jerusalem by causing the temple to be rebuilt, and people from far off brought offerings to the temple. It will also be beautified even more during the millennial reign when Jesus himself is present again 
in Jerusalem, and people from all the world will come to Jerusalem, the Lord's holy city, to see the Lord. 10. And sons of a stranger have built thy walls, and their kings do serve thee. For in my wrath I have smitten thee, and in my good pleasure I have pitied thee. The Lord says when he's angry, he disciplines, and when he has compassion, he forgives and comforts and restores. And that's because he's God, and he has every right both to exact his wrath and to comfort and restore us, as he pleases. He did this to Jerusalem when his wrath came to them through the oppression of the Babylonians, and then he restored them through the benevolence of King Cyrus of the Persians. So King Cyrus helped build the walls of Jerusalem, and that was the stranger building the walls. 11. And opened have thy gates continually, by day and by night they are not shut, to bring unto thee the force of nations, even their kings are led. In Revelation it tells us that the gates of heaven are open. Not everyone is allowed there, but they're open, because the Lord is not afraid, and he's so powerful that his kingdom is impenetrable without his approval, even though the gates are open. He's so powerful, he doesn't have to close his gates. And when Jesus is in Jerusalem, Jesus will be so powerful that he will not have to close his gates. Now the gates of hell are shut. They only open for those who must enter. And that shows you that hell is a fearful place because it has shut gates. 12. For the nations and the kingdom that do not serve thee perish, yea, the nations are utterly wasted. Whenever the pagan nations came against the Israelites, and the Israelites were obeying the Lord, the pagan nations were destroyed. And during the millennial reign, no nation will even dare come against Israel for fear of King Jesus. 13. The honor of Lebanon unto thee doth come, fir, pine, and box together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and the place of my feet I make honorable. Jesus' own feet will be in Jerusalem. The temple will be glorified with beautiful trees that are used for the wood in the temple. Now this also happened when King Cyrus rebuilt the temple, but the fact that it mentions the feet of the Lord shows you that this is also talking about the millennial reign when Jesus is physically in Jerusalem. 14. And come unto thee, bowing down, have sons of those afflicting thee, and bowed themselves to the soles of thy feet, have all despising thee, and they have cried to thee, City of Jehovah, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. During the millennial reign, even those who actually hate the Israelites, will still come and bow down before King Jesus, and they will praise Israel before Jesus, because they fear him, he is God. Now also in King Cyrus's time, because of his protection over Judah, the foreigners would have come and paid obeisance, because they were afraid of King Cyrus. 15. Instead of thy being forsaken and hated, and none passing through, I have made thee for an excellency, age during, a joy of generation and generation. Instead of Israel being forsaken and deserted, it will be full of joy and many generations will enjoy it. The millennial reign 
will last for a thousand years. So there will be people getting born and new generations enjoying the beauty and peace of Jerusalem. 16. And thou hast sucked the milk of nations, yea, the breast of kings thou suckest, and thou hast known that I, Jehovah, thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, am the Mighty One of Jacob. This means that the Israelites will spoil the nations. It's a metaphor saying that they will take wealth from the other nations. This probably happened a little bit when the temple was rebuilt, but we know for sure it will happen during the millennial reign of Christ. 17. Instead of the brass, I bring in gold, and instead of the iron, I bring in silver, and instead of the wood, brass, and instead of the stone, iron, and I have made thy inspection peace, and thy exactors righteousness. The new temple was built in peace and righteousness, and during the millennial reign of Christ, I believe the new temple is going to look extremely divine and heaven-like, with better materials than it had been built with before. It's going to be made of extraordinary materials. It'll be a taste of heaven. How could it not be with the glorified Jesus dwelling there? 18. Violence is not heard any more in thy land, spoiling and destruction in thy borders, and thou hast called salvation thy walls, and thy gates praise. There will be no wars, and no nations will spoil from the Israelites. So again, this is talking about the millennial reign. 19. To thee no more is the sun for a light by day, and for brightness the moon giveth not light to thee, and Jehovah hath become to thee a light age during, and thy God thy beauty. Now this sounds like eternity in heaven, because in heaven Revelation tells us there is no luminaries, there's no sun, star, or moon. All of the light comes from Jesus himself. So Isaiah saw the same thing that John the Revelator saw. 20. Thy sun goeth no more in, and thy moon is not removed. For Jehovah becometh to thee a light age during, and the days of thy mourning have been completed. We will never cry again. This is also said in the book of Revelation. He will wipe every tear from our eye and we will never sorrow again when we live with him forever. And his light will be the only light that we need. 21. And thy people are all of them righteous, to the age they possess the earth, a branch of my planting, a work of my hands to be beautified. Jesus said, The humble inherit the earth, and we have to be humble in order to repent of our sins but then we will inherit the new earth, which is heaven. And the Lord will beautify himself in his saints. We will help make heaven beautiful because he will make us beautiful, that we will have glorified bodies. 22. The little one doth become a chief, and the small one a mighty nation. I, Jehovah, in its own time do hasten it. He says quickly this is going to happen. There will be some people who on earth were very humble and not appreciated, but in heaven they'll have great standing because they obeyed the Lord. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 60.